At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome into hour two of the look ahead. Dan Leach in for Scott Seidenberg. And we've got a jam packed hour. We'll talk some Major League Baseball here. And then we're going to talk to Dan Stubb coming up next for the action network, a little UFC fight night. Dan's got some plays. We'll get to that in the next segment. Uh, but we do have all baseball over. All finals now on a Thursday as that Dodgers game just went final. How about L.A. coming out of the break with a nice win over the G-Men, 9-6. to Remember, this was a 5-5 game in the top of the eighth, a 6-6 game in the bottom of the eighth. And then the Dodgers took care of it with a Thompson triple that scored Lux Deluxe. Uh, that made it 6-6 in the eighth. And then in the, uh, the later on in the inning, Mookie Betts, who was my play to be All-Star Game MVP, thanks a lot, National League. Mookie Betts, he actually got off to a nice start with the RBI. Uh, but Betts with a three-run blast scoring Thompson and Bellinger. Nine to six is your final out there in La La Land. The win goes to Phillips. He's four and three on the season. The loss to Leone, he's now three and two. And Craig Kimbrell, 16 saves now. For the Dodgers, they are 61 and 31 on the season. Uh, and you look at uh, the Dodgers, you know, being one of the teams that are definitely a contender to be in the World Series, like they seemingly are every single year. Uh, and a huge lead in the division on the Padres, who are one of my World Series plays, got them at 30 to 1. I still believe they will have a chance to make a run and hopefully get Tatis Jr. back uh, in, in good stead. Uh, you know, you look at the National League right now, the Mets, of course, a great team. They lead the Braves by two and a half. We talked with Justin Perry in that last segment about the Bravos in the second half. Such a talented team. They're obviously a threat. You know, the NL Central with the Brew Crew and the, the Cardinals. Uh, but the Dodgers, if you had to take a team right now to get out of the um, the National League, why would you not take a team that's 9-1 in their last 10 plus 172 in run differential? Just to let you know, the Yanks are plus 196. That's the best at baseball. And, you know, they're 64 and 30. But they did lose two in a row today in that doubleheader to the Astros. The Dodgers are plus 172. No one else at baseball except the Astros, who just got over the 100 mark. They're plus 101 is in triple digits. I mean, you look at teams like the Rays. Uh, who are in second place in the AL East. They're plus 29 in run differential. The Mariners, who are in second place with 10 out in the uh, NL West, or the AL West, excuse me, 
plus 36 in run differential. The leaders of the National League East, the Mets, plus 83. Braves, plus 72. The Brew Crew, who leads the NL Central, plus 25 in run differential. The Dodgers, plus 172. The second-place team in their division, the Padres, the, the Fathers, uh, the team that I think definitely, as I mentioned, still has a chance to be a World Series contender, just plus 31 runs. When you are that, when you have that big of a disparity in run differential between second place in your division, but most of baseball, it just shows you that even the nights you don't have your good stuff, like let's say you get a bad start on a Kershaw or your bullpen's not doing a great job, you know, on a, on a, th- a Thursday day game or, uh, you know, a Saturday, uh, you know, nightcap type late night game out West, the offense can save you. And that lineup up and down, from one to nine is fantastic. Now with the DH, of course, Universal DH, the Dodgers, uh, a force to be reckoned with going forward here in Major League Baseball. Let's take a look at the slate coming up for Friday. If you're on the East Coast, it already is Friday, about an hour left, so on the West Coast, until you get into your weekend action. And take a look at a few of the games here. It'll start early in Cincinnati as the the Reds will take on the St. Louis Cardinals. It'll be Wainwright against Graham Ashcraft. That'll be a 340 game. And taking a look right now at, at some of the early numbers, you can see the Cardinals are minus 155, uh, the total around 10. And, you know, you look at this this Cardinals team, 50 and 44, right in the mix in that NL Central. I know Justin Perry likes the, the Brewers uh, to win the NL at 13 to 1. Uh, but you look at the Reds, just a terrible team. Ashcraft's been okay, though, for them. He's 4-2 in the 4-4-5 ERA. Adam Wainwright goes for the cards. His win-loss record not great, but his ERA excellent, 6-7 with a 3.0 ERA. I'm not going to lay the minus 155, but I am looking at possibly going over the 10. Maybe a half-unit play for me on the over 10 uh, on that early game. Uh, and I'm sorry, I, I said 3:40. It's 6:40 Eastern. Uh, we got two time zones going on here, uh, but that will be a 6:40 Eastern start. The first game on that Saturday slate. Then we got the Cubs and the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park in the city of brotherly love. The Cubs start in the second half, just 35 and 57. Ugh, what a bad year for the Northsiders in Chicago. Phillies 49 and 43. They're they're still alive. You know, barely, but they're alive in the NL East, but they're definitely alive for a wild card spot. And they will get going with Gibson, who is five and three with a four three five ERA uh, steal for the Cubs. He's three and six with a four one five ERA. <coughs> Excuse me, Philly minus one thirty. The total nine. No opinion on this game. I was looking at maybe laying the low price on the Phils, but Cubs are that kind of team that when the Phillies probably should win the game, the Cubs will come out there and win it like eight to two. So I'm going to stay away. From that game, by the way, on Apple TV, I know that my father and some others very get frustrated. I mean, I have Apple TV, and a lot of the younger millennials and people, it's easy for them to use it. But some of my uh, older folks are people that are not uh, really into the Apple TV games in your home market with the only way to see them, otherwise listen to it on radio, which sometimes is a great way to go, too. Marlins and Pirates. How about the Marlins, by the way, uh, who just cannot score runs? They got just blasted. Uh, earlier tonight, eight to nothing uh, by the Rangers to get started uh, in the second half for them, and that game was in the fish take. Another one of those rare kind of one-off games because now the Marlins will get it going on Friday night in Pittsburgh at PNC Park. Should be a steamy night in Pittsburgh. By the way, it's supposed to be 90 degrees in, in uh, Cincinnati, 93 in Philadelphia, and let's be just grateful here. We're not at like 104, 110 degrees like Europe in this crazy heat wave that's unfortunately taking people's lives. We got bad heat around parts of the U.S., but nothing as bad as they're seeing in Europe right now. So, uh, you know, pour some water on your head. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water. Uh, But let's not get too freaked out about it because it's a lot worse overseas right now. But the Marlins open the second half 43 and uh, 49. They're a 21 and 26 team away from the fish tank. Pirates, uh, just an awful 39 and 54. One of the worst teams in baseball. They're just 20 and 25 at home. And, uh, you know, you look at this matchup, or check me, I'm sorry, 20 and 23 at home. Uh, undecided for the Phillies or the Pits, the Pirates, excuse me, right now for pitcher, uh, the starting pitcher, but it's Garrett for the Marlins, one and three with a three seven uh, ERA. I'm guessing the Marlins, when that line comes out based on who the Pirates start, will be probably minus 120. Uh, maybe minus 125, something like that. 
uh, with Garrett on the mound. So we'll see when that line comes out shortly with they name the starter uh, on Friday morning. Yankees and Orioles. How about the Orioles? 500 team. Look, look, look at my Tigers. When they were on that six-game winning streak in one, eight, and ten games, the Orioles were in the midst of getting that nine-plus game. I think they got to nine straight games at one point. Uh, the Orioles are the team that found a way out of the basement and a looker, or maybe prime for a nice second half of the season. And we talked with Justin Perry last uh, segment about looking at some of their guys, including my man Ryan Mountcastle. What a name, Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, but they'll get started with the Yankees. A, a nice. I don't want to say it's a big series for the Orioles or, you know, 46 and 46, but a nice way for them to start the second half and test themselves against the best team in baseball. It's Italian for the Yankees, 10 and 2 in the Cy Young race fully with a 3.86 ERA. Wells goes for Baltimore. He's 7 and 5 with a 3.38 ERA. And right now you look at the Yankees minus 160, the total nine. To me, this seems like the perfect spot to back the Orioles, getting some solid value there. Uh, some plus money value at home with a good pitcher on the mountain. Wells, who's got seven wins on the year, the ERA sub 3.5, uh, you know, nothing crazy, but definitely a lead for me on the Orioles in game. Number one, I think the Yankees probably will win the series. Uh, but I, I, I think that I'm not laying the 160 on the road. This just seems like the kind of spot where the Orioles could get something going to start the second half of the season. And then Padres and Mets, that should be a fun series at City Field. You Darvish gets the start. For St. Diago, 8-4 and four on the year with a 3-4-1 ERA. He's been solid. And the Mets will go with Max Scherzer coming back from being a little banged up. 6-1 and one with a 2-2-2 ERA. All twos, my lucky number. And right now you got the Mets minus 190. The total, 6.5. When you got two ERAs that don't add up to 6, uh, that's why the, ERA or the, the total is as low as it is. No play for me on this game. I'm not laying that kind of price with Scherzer uh, coming back from the injury. And you look at the Padres. Uh, I mean, there's definitely probably some value with the Padres with Darvish on the mound. But I just it's a stay away game for me. I'll see how game number one goes in this series. Uh, by the way, the Padres coming to Comerica Park here. They'll probably sweep the Tigers easily in that three-game interleague set starting on Monday at Comerica Park here in Detroit. And also Blue Jays and Red Sox. Blue Jays and Red Sox get going at Fenway. Uh, I know, I believe... That my guys, the desert producer Stephanie Kamershack is. I know she's in Massachusetts. I believe she's going to some some kind of an event for David Ortiz. Maybe we'll head over to Fenway Park as well and get a a Fenway Frank. It's Gaussman and Avaldi uh, for uh, Boston. Uh, Gaussman for Toronto. He's six and seven with a two eight seven ERA. Avaldi four and two with a three three four ERA. No line on that game right now. Angels at Braves. Guardians at White Sox. Rockies will uh, travel to Milwaukee and face the Brewers with Burns on the mound for Milwaukee. Rays at the Royals, Rangers at the Athletics, and the Nationals will get going in Arizona for a 940 game. Nats are still undecided on their pitcher. Astros at Mariners will be Gonzalez for the Mariners and Urquidney for Houston. And then you got the Giants at the Dodgers uh, with Webb and Anderson on the nightcap there at Chavis Ravine. All right, coming up next, we'll talk with my man, Dan Stupp. Looking forward to that. He's from the Action Network, a little UFC fight night coming up. He's got some plays. We'll get to that coming up next. Dan Leach in for Scott Seidberg here on The Look Ahead. You're watching VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. High school beers, cold hard cast. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2020 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Competed 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000. In total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer, made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Dan Leach in for Scott Seidberg here on The Look Ahead. Great to have you with us. And it's great to have Dan Stupp from the Action Network talk a little UFC. Dan, I got to ask you, why do you have to one-up me and have two ends in your name? Why can't you just go with one? I always had to be different. It actually goes back to Catholic school in fourth grade. We had a, a class of nine people and, and two Dans, and they said we couldn't have two Dans, so I became Dan with two Ns. All right, I'll allow it. You got a great hat. If people aren't watching, you got to see the great, uh, you know, old school cap he's got on. Dan, let's talk UFC fight night. You got a little London action. I know it's going to be an earlier start betting-wise for people, so get those plays in early. But uh, let's talk about Aspinall and, and Curtis Blades in the main event. What are we thinking about right now? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a crackerjack of a main event. Good heavyweight fight. You know, sometimes we get heavyweight headliners, uh, and they're kind of sloppy, just big guys that we like to see. But these are very athletic dudes. Uh, Curtis Blades is kind of more the wrestler. Um, you know, he's going to face a guy who's very well-rounded. Um, you know, I, I think what this kind of comes down to is, is Curtis Blades going to fall in love with his striking again? Uh, his striking is getting better, but his bread and butter is definitely the wrestling. Um, I think kind of regardless of whether he sticks to the game plan he should or not, I think Tom Aspinall is just probably a better all-around fighter. Um, you know, at minus 135 I, I, in that neighborhood, um, it, it sounds about right. I think if you're going to play Tom Aspinall, uh, the way to do it is by KO. I think if he's going to win, that's probably the most likely. That pays two to one. Uh, so if you're lo looking for a little action on the main event, probably Aspinall by TKO, a, a prop that's probably the yeah, Dan, I'll, I'll tell you, I think you, you encapsulated that perfectly. And this is a crackerjack of a main event. And I, I'm with you 100% that Aspinall just, oh, not, Blades is, is a great fighter as well, but Aspinall just has such this great talent base. And to me, I mean, yeah, it's tough. We, I don't, I'm not going to lay two, 300 on a favorite sometimes. And you, you mentioned look for the KO props or round props. But I believe that the 135 is, is I mean, I don't mind that at all. I mean, to, to lay a decent-sized wager on, even though you're laying minus money, and you don't love to do that in UFC sometimes. But to me, it just seems like that is valuable because he is the – I mean, I don't want to say the much better fighter, but, you know, definitely precipitously better. Yeah, and I think a thing we need to keep in mind, I, I don't think this fight necessarily goes to, to decision, but they're fighting in London. Aspinall is going to be the local favorite. It, right. it doesn't take – I mean, MMA judging is bad enough, but you throw in kind of a partisan crowd that can really kind of sway judges – uh, that's another point in his favor. So, yeah, I think minus 135, if you're going to lay a little bit of juice, this is probably a decent spot for it. Yep, don't mind it. And then uh, let's talk about the co-main event, Chris Curtis and Jack Hermanson. Uh, this is another, you know, kind of uh, coin flip type, uh, you know, about what do you think about this one? Yeah, no, I, I, read, I bet Chris Curtis right at the opener. I, I've won a decent amount of money back in this guy lately. Uh, I think, uh, you know, this fight's pretty much lined as a pick -em. Uh, which probably makes sense. I, I think maybe a year ago, Jack Hermanson would have been a much bigger favorite. Uh, but we've seen what Curtis brings kind of uh, to the middleweight division. He's got good takedown defense. Uh, if you're going to shoot a takedown on him, it, it's not going to be easy. 
And, and a guy like Jack Romanson is a really good grappler, but he's not necessarily a great wrestler. So he, even if, you know, he's got the submissions, but it, that isn't a guarantee that he's going to be able to get the fight to the ground. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think Curtis has the, um, the cardio advantage too. He fought less than a month ago is kind of the only concern. It was a great win, but it was also three rounds. Um, I like Curtis straight up uh, on the money line. Like I said, it's basically a, a, a flip them. I was actually kind of behind Curtis via decision at plus 300 and nice little payday there. But honestly, I think a, a KO is a real possibility in this fight. So I definitely like Curtis. Jack Romanson used to be one of the division's best. I think probably his best days are behind him. And I just think this is a bad stylistic matchup for him. Yep, and, and listen, as I mentioned, you know, this is in London, so, you know, the batting is going to be a little earlier as far as the time difference goes. So people need to, it says it doesn't really happen this way, so don't forget, it's not going to be around midnight Eastern time. It's going to be a lot <laughs> earlier. And you got a, a thought on the main card opener. And a lot of times, you know, we always love the main event or the co-main events, Dan, but a lot of times the best value is on some of these earlier fights, whether it's just a main card bout or even the opener. And I know you like something on the opener is also uh, a main card bout as well that you like. Yeah, there, there's this really interesting 205-pounder uh, named Paul Craig. Um, he, I don't know. People either love him or hate him because either you probably won a lot of money backing him or, or lost a lot of money with him pulling out these like uh, come-from-behind submissions. Um, I, and, and I think he's earned this reputation as kind of a guy who, if he wins, it's going to be this miraculous submission. It's going to look like he's losing and then come back to win. But Honestly, uh, Paul Craig's really kind of shored up his game the past year or two. Uh, kind of a big knock was that he didn't train with really great guys, but he, he really uh, shook it up this camp. I believe he was actually uh, training with Tom Aspinall, uh, the headliner. I really like Paul Craig here. I, he's crafty. He's good on the ground. He's big. He's strong. I think a guy like Vulcan, uh, I, I just don't think he's really kind of, you know, he, he's the favorite. I, I like the dog money here. Uh, I honestly, I think it should be lying probably more as a pick em. Uh So to get Craig at plus 130, uh, you know, I got him earlier in the week, at, I think plus 142. Um, I think anything over plus 110 is probably a, a good bet, and the line's still there. Uh, a lot of people in the past, the, kind of the right way to play Craig was via submission or via inside the distance. I think they've kind of, you know, uh, lined the fight correctly, taking into account that the hit, that's his most likely uh, way to victory, so plus 200 on the sub. I, again, it's probably the most likely way he wins. I'm just not sure there's enough value. So if you're going to play him, I think you could just go straight up on the money line, whether he wins by sub or or kind of hangs on for the decision. You're covered either way. Well, let's talk about Krylov and, and Gustafson. And, and, you know, UFC betting can be very, very profitable. Uh, but it's not easy. That's why we got, you know, an expert like you on to talk about it like this. But I do like betting round props sometimes. And I know you got one on that Krylov. Uh, Gustafson about. Yeah, this is actually one of my kind of favorite bets. It's my best bet over at the Action Network. I, you know, I, I think this fight kind of comes down to, we remember Alexander Gustafson as the guy who kind of gave John Jones all he could handle back in the day. Probably the greatest light heavyweight fight in UFC history. But uh, since then, we've seen Gustafson retire, come back, try heavyweight, not look real good. Um, so I think it kind of comes down to, you know, the, for a lack of a better term, is he shot or not? And the good thing is, I think if you bet the under two and a half, it really doesn't matter. If the good Gustafson shows up, you're good. If the bad Gustafson shows up, you're good. Because, uh, you know, he, he's fighting Krylov together. I think they have like 40 stoppages and 45 career <laughs> wins. So, uh, you know, betting the under two and a half, uh, you know, just from that standpoint makes sense. But I think if Gustafson's going to win, it's going to be trademark Gustafson where uh, he's throwing the bombs and he gets it done early. Um, if he loses... Uh, I can see him just kind of giving up, turtling up, giving up his back or, or getting punched out. So, again, I, I really like the under two and a half here because it really kind of accounts for whether you get vintage Gustafson or kind of the new Gustafson who's on his way out. So, sure. and, and a guy like Krolov is, is definitely good enough to uh, capitalize if he's not, if Gustafson's not looking real good. So, I definitely, I really like that under two and a half. Dan, got a couple minutes left here. Thanks so much for joining us uh, for the Action Network. You can follow Dan on Twitter at, at Dan, D-A-N-N-S-E-T-U-P-P, -P, Dan Stop. Uh, uh, UFC betting, as I mentioned, can be such a valuable thing, and, and a lot of times when I've had the most success is been on underdogs, and I know you've got kind of a thought about some of uh, you know, these big favorites are from locally in the U.K. and maybe looking at the other side of the ledger. Yeah, 
like you said, you know, I think some of these you're you're going against the local guys and, and kind of uh, you have to overcome bad judging on top of it. But some mm. of these lines are, are getting really wide. And, and I think as we get closer to fight night, they're going to get even wider. Uh, we, we have this thing and MMA and I'm sure other sports, but people love to wait the fight day and then just package a bunch of favorites in a big parlay. So you kind of see all the big favorites become even bigger favorites. Uh, and I think that's going to happen a lot here. I think guys like uh, Jordan Levitt, who's fighting uh, Patty Pimlet, one of the big local favorites, uh, he's got, almost, I think, more than a two-to-one underdog. I, I think that's a, a, a solid possible play there, especially if he starts creeping up to plus 300. Uh, Goldie, Hannah Goldie, she's about three-to-one underdog, fighting Molly McCann, another big uh, favorite. It's it's tough to, you know, I, I think that fight's probably lined about right. But again, if that starts creeping up, uh, Gold is exceptionally strong. Uh, she could catch anyone in a submission, kind of given the opportunity. So a lot of these underdogs, like Jordan Levitt, Hannah Goldie, I felt like there was another one that, uh, oh, Charles Rosa. I think he's more than four to one uh, fighting Nathaniel Wood. I, kind of looking at all these big favorites, keep an eye on them. If those numbers keep creeping up uh, close to fight time, um, you know, I think Charles Rose is a good example. That guy has a ton of experience, and for him to be a four-to-one underdog to anybody on the UFC level, uh, you know, it, it definitely maybe you don't bet it, but it definitely catches your attention, and, and uh, you want to keep a, a, an eye on that line. But like you said, MMA is great for betting. There's a lot of value in the prelims that people just don't pay much attention to, uh, and thankfully we have an early start time uh, tomorrow, so. Um, I'm not going to be up real late here on the East Coast trying to stay awake for the main event. Hey, Dan, great I stuff. You earned that extra editor name. Really appreciate him, my man. Thank Dude, you. I there he is, Dan mind. Stuff. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Dan Stuff with two N's. Dan Legion for Scott Seinberg here on The Look Ahead. More to come here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are and then where they're moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vison.com and speaking of making you a smarter better we're going to talk with Mackenzie Kramer coming up in a little bit a little NFL futures uh just played in the world series of poker we're getting a lot of things with him some uh, 3m tournament matchups uh on the PGA tour so look forward to talking to Mackenzie Kramer in just a little bit but uh as I mentioned you know it's all about value we talked about it with Dan Stubb of MMA we talked about it earlier with Justin Perry <clears throat> excuse me in Major League Baseball and it's the same thing for golf. To me, I don't think there are more value-driven sports to bet on than golf and horse racing. Not to say you can't make a lot of money betting football. I've been lucky and successful over the years to do so. Or Major League Baseball, obviously many more games, less value game to game. But you can do it based on pitching matchups and other metrics. And obviously betting totals, which are more closer to the minus 110 lines than they are minus two or 300 based on uh, who's pitching uh, and, and who the teams are going up against in Major League Baseball. But when you look at the value in, and obviously I'm not going to start breaking down horse racing right now, but I've become a big horse better and, you know, I'm decent myself, but I have a lot of good people around me that are great handicappers. And you can take 10, I took $12 and won 1800 out of pick four at Belmont a couple months ago. So the value is incredible. But the same thing goes for golf. And I have uh, humbly cashed eight outrights this year, seven of them pre-tournament. One I took uh, when Sam Burns, I took him in the, after the second round uh, a couple of months ago or so. But, uh, you know, and I give out all these plays. If you don't hear me do it on VEASAN, on my Detroit CityCast, please check that out as well. But I think that golf is such a valuable sport to bet. I did not have Cam Smith last year or last week, but I did have uh, I, I did have Will Zalatoris both in the U.S. Open and the PGA. Of course, couldn't get it done. But I did have Matthew Fitzpatrick in the uh, U.S. Open. So we cashed, we cashed two majors this year because I had Scheffler in the Masters and almost had Zalatoris. was able to cash him out. Uh, after the first playoff hole, but boy, would I've loved to have gotten him in there around 50 or so to one uh, to win the PGA Championship. But, you know, you look at these kind of fields, the 3M type fields at TBC Twin Cities, and you, you got guys that are playing a lot more events than they normally do. I mean, you guys like Rory McIlroy played a week before and week after a major heading of the U.S. Open. 
now with the PGA schedule going back to a yearly schedule instead of the wraparound, I wonder if that's going to change. But you've got guys playing a lot more tournaments than they used to, but you're still going to have kind of these off weeks, especially after playing in the Scottish Open and the Open Championship for the last couple weeks. Some of these guys did not want to come and travel back and play in Minnesota. So it's a weaker field. I mean, Tony Finau, great golfer, you know, he's, he's won a title before, but he was your favorite. You know, he was a favorite in this in this field. And, you know, guys like Adam Hadwin and Svensson and some of those guys were in the top 10. Uh, it, it's not it's it's not as weak of a field as we had uh, a few weeks back um, before the Scottish Open. But it's 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 kind of up there in one of the weaker fields of, of the year. And I'm here in Detroit. We're going to have the Rocket Mortgage Classic next week. That will be not a, a great field either. But, you know, the playoffs are starting in a few weeks. And then, of course, we'll get the, the, the top players in the FedEx Cup standings. But this is a great way to find value because you've got, you know, fields that don't have the Justin Thomases and Rory's and John Rahm's and, you know, the Schefflers where you're going to have guys that are 8-1, to 9-1, to 10-1. You know, I know Finau closed around 10-1 to as the favorite, but a lot of times in these tournaments, the, the lowest odds will be 20-1 to 1 and you'll get a ton of guys between 50-101. to 101. My sweet spot with outrights, I've catched a lot of those this year in that range, that is where you can make a lot of money and you got to spread yourself. I normally have four to five or so plays a week. And, and this is what I did heading into the, the 3M. Uh, I had a play on Davis Riley at 25 to 1, Brendan Steele at 35 to 1, JT Poston, who's hanging around. We'll get to this in a minute at 50 to 1. Ryan Palmer was terrible around 1, 50 to 1. Gary Kingo, who's even worse, but 100 to 1. It was a half unit play. But Cal uh, Terran at 125 to 1. He's right in the mix, too. So you got the, the two leaders here, Scott Piercy and Sun JM, both shot 65s. By the way, I got to mention my man, Hideki Matsuyama. He was one of the favorites, too. I believe he was 12 or so to one. He had a quad bogey on 18. He played the front nine first. He went in the water twice. Quad bogey on the par 5 18th. He had a nine, uh, the former Masters champion. But looking at where we're at right now is the lead uh, really six under, I mean, Im is a solid player. Scott Piercy hasn't been there much. Uh, so I think the lead is probably right around something like four, four and a half. And we'll see what happens as both waves actually ended up, uh, you know, having similar conditions. And the second wave ended up playing the the, the course a couple more over par. Uh, it was definitely not as many birdies as we thought we were going to see like we normally do at TPC Twin Cities. But so Piercy and Im are your favorites. Uh, Im plus 350 right now uh, to win it all. Tony Finau who is four under and two off the lead. He is plus 450 to win it all. So he's the second favorite. Emiliano Grillo, who I, I, I've taken a couple times this year, worked out well once, not so much the other time, but definitely a solid player. Uh, he is four under as well. He is the third favorite at 12 to one. And then Scott Piercy, who's actually tied for the lead. So I mentioned not really a, you know, a ton of staying power there. He is 14 to one. Uh, and Adam Hadwin, who is down there at three under par, he is three off the lead right now, tied for eight after an opening round, 68. He is 14 to one as well. So looking at the plays that I have, I'm not going to obviously back anything up right now. Uh, I, I feel okay with where Calum Terran is. Uh, he's even par, six off the lead right now, but uh, with an early tee time and hopefully softer conditions, could have a nice round too. JT Poston's right there for me at even par. Uh, but I was looking at it. I made a couple plays heading into round number two, and I think it's really important that if you're a golf better, obviously, sometimes you want to hedge your plays, sometimes you want to make additional plays. Uh, so for me, it's one of those things where you've got to be you know, smart with how you are making your wagers and how you are figuring out how you want to, you know, whether you want to add on or whether you want to kind of just see and let it play for round number two. But I made two plays heading into round number two. Grayson Sig, I mean, he's been hanging around, hanging around, He's shown some flashes at times. It's only a matter of time, I believe, uh, when, before he, he finds a way uh, to win a, a tournament. And he's played some pretty good golf, you know, for much of this year. Grayson Sig right now, who is at minus one, tied for 23 after an opening round 70. You can get him at 75 to about 80 or so to one. I know he's 75 to one at DraftKings. That's where I got it. Uh, you know, I, I I put a small play on Grayson Sig. I believe he could have a nice round two and get himself even further up the leaderboard. He tees off in the morning at 929 as well. And then Chesson Hadley, who we know lost that in that crazy playoff last season, but he's a guy that you just can see has the talent to, you know, win tournaments. He's tied for eighth. He's minus three, but I was able to get him at DraftKings at 45 to one. And I think that he's going to have a solid round number two and be right in this top 10 at worst 
heading into uh, you know the weekend. So I have a play on Chesson Hadley, an add-on play, and Grayson Sig. I mean, a much smaller play on Sig because he was 75 to one, but I have a full unit play based on what my unit betting is uh, with Chesson Hadley uh, at minus three. And looking at some of the other guys, I know that there are people that are definitely buying. Uh, you know, Patton Kaziri, who's minus three, and I was looking at his odds, uh, you know, where he's at right now uh, as far as uh, outrights, and, and he's 25 to one. I think he had a, a solid opening round at minus three, the 68. He has a real early tee time at 823 uh, Eastern time, which is, excuse me, 723 in Minnesota. So I know that some are, are buying Patton Kaziri. I'm, I'm not buying him right now, and others are buying Hate Laboda as well. Uh, you know, he's minus three tied for eighth in that group, that, that, that big group of, of uh, guys tied for eighth at minus three. He's 30 to one at DraftKings for an outright. So that's another play that I know that some people that I respect are making. I'm not making a play on him or Kazari right now. I do have the plan, though, on Chesson Hadley and uh, on Grayson Sig. But I, I think that you're going to see a lot of change on this leaderboard, and hopefully the course playing a lot easier on day number two. Uh, you know, I figured the, the lead uh, today could have been minus eight or nine, and the course just played a little tougher than we're used to at TPC Twin Cities. So, you know, stay in touch with what's going on after round number two. We'll see where the value is. Uh, I know I'll be tweeting stuff out at DanLeach971 on Twitter. Uh, it's what I always do over the weekend. Uh, if there's plays that I like, but you know, this is an interesting kind of tournament the week after the open and your couple weeks before the FedEx cup playoffs, it's not a great field. So I don't want to say that anyone could win this, but it could be one of those guys that wasn't that 50 to 101 range. If it's not a Finau or a Sun JM or two of the favorites in this one, and we'll see what they do. They both had obviously solid days, day ones, Sun JM with a nice 65 and really just solid and smooth golf the whole way in the morning. He tees off at 133 Eastern Tony Finau. He played in the afternoon. He'll tee off early at 823 Eastern and as a couple off the lead. So he should have good conditions on the course as well, but just love golf betting. There's so so much money to be made. You gotta be patient, though. I mean, I was in, I had guys that were literally tied for the lead, had the solo lead, or were one or two off at most for two straight months, including two outright wins. I'm sorry, three outright wins. Then the last couple of weeks, nothing. I've had guys in the mix, but if you can get just a few outright wins a year, you're gonna be profitable. That's the key in betting golf. So be patient and don't get too crazy about that. All right, coming up next, we'll talk with Mackenzie Kramer. He just finished a nice run at the World Series of Poker. I'm a big poker guy. I'll have to ask him all about that. I have a lot of friends out there in Vegas playing in the WSOP. We'll talk some NFL futures and awards as well. Dan Leach in for Scott Seidenberg here on The Look Ahead, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Lois Daly here with you and for Scott Seidenberg here on the look ahead. And it's my pleasure to welcome in my man Mackenzie Kramer, poker maven from ESPN Stats and Info. Before we get into the World Series of Poker, you just had a very successful run for the second year in a row in. Because I'm just fascinated by it. I love playing poker. I got to ask you about ESPN Stats and Info. The job you guys do there, do you have like this vault of information that if you walk in it, you can just roll around in it and feel like it's filled with cash? Like, how do you guys find all this stuff? Um, we have a lot of internal databases and uh, deals with certain companies. We get a lot of uh, a lot of access to some advanced stats, which uh, help tell us help tell storylines. A lot of, a lot of that stuff we use on a uh, daily wager. But uh, no, it's we have a lot of internal databases and resources. So we've we've we so many cool stats at our disposal at all times. All right, so send me a couple links. I appreciate it. Now you guys do a great <laughs> job there. You're killing it. Uh, but I got to talk to you about the World Series of Poker. I'm a big poker player. I talk about it on Detroit CityCast a lot. Uh, we have a lot of great games here in Detroit. I had a lot of friends that went out there and played in the main event, played in all the uh, a lot of different bracelet events. I just wanted to kind of recap this for the people out there to let them know just how big of a deal you are. Your second straight <laughs> profitable World Series of Poker. Five good caches and ten bracelet events out of 19 buy-ins. That's sick. You were fifth in the tag team. I, I think Strikeforce is fighting demolition in that one, but you you won. Fifth in tag team. First World Series of Poker final table. Awesome. First time on the stream, you're with Espen Yorstad and Jamie Kerstetter. That's awesome. You finished 19th out of 20,080 in the housewarming tournament, that 500 housewarming, $500 housewarming tournament. And you also wondered if you could shot that with that active shooter on the strip. Thank God it didn't turn out to be anything serious. Uh, but what what a run for you. And just tell me what it was like for those out there like me that love poker. I've yet to come out for a World Series of Poker in Vegas. I'm going to do it soon, maybe even next year. Uh, but what was it like for you? I mean, it's always fun playing the World Series. The funny thing is, working at ESPN, it's always been a dream of mine to play at the World Series of Poker, but until ESPN sold the rights uh, to the World Series of CBS, or CBS bought the rights to it, I wasn't allowed to play in any of these events. So these are the only two right. summers I've ever I've ever been allowed to play in these events. So it's it's really cool being able to chase a bracelet. That's always been a dream of mine since basically the Chris Moneymaker era. I'm a child of the Moneymaker era back when he won the main event uh, when I was in high school. So, you know, that, the fact that I was able to actually close enough where I could be like, hey, maybe I can actually win a bracelet this time. Like I said, I got, like you said, I got fifth in one tournament, which was actually won, won by Espen Yorstad and Patrick Leonard. Espen Yorstad ended up winning the main event this year. So kind of crazy to play an event with him. Um, but uh, no, it's been, it was a lot of fun this summer, played a lot of deep tournaments, played uh, played on a stream on PokerGo. So you can actually see me play like on a stream though. I only lasted like seven hands on stream until I was knocked out, but you know, it is what it is. It was a great summer and uh, can't wait for it to come back next year. Love it. Hopefully I'll get the chance to maybe play with you out there. And I went to Vegas five times in the last two months, so I just decided not to do it this year. But I think I'm definitely going to do it next year. Mackenzie, let's talk about the NFL. We're less than seven or so weeks away. I know that uh, here in Detroit, uh, where I'm at, the Lions rookies report tomorrow to, uh, to training camp. So we're getting closer and closer. I know you got some plays on rookie of the year and comeback player of the year and coach of the year. Where are we looking at uh, with some of those props right now? So... Uh, let's start with comeback player of the year first, which I think is one of the best markets out there to, to attack, just because you look at a lot of the favorites. Deshaun Watson's plus 650, 7 to 1, 10 to 1, a lot of bucks. Deshaun Watson's not winning this award. And there's a few other guys that are toward the top of the list that aren't winning this award. And the favorite, I think, is very vulnerable, too, and Derrick Henry. I mean, the guy played eight games last year, ran for 10 touchdowns, and he came back last year in the playoffs. So right. I don't know if there's really that much of a case for Henry to win this award. I mean, the guy already came back last year. If your case is he's going to put up ridiculous numbers that no one's going to be able to match, well, the one guy I would say that can match that is Christian McCaffrey, who can still be had at double-digit odds in a lot of books. I saw an 11-1 to this morning. I think Which I think is crazy. Incredible. I think it's I crazy, McKenzie. I mean, I think he should be the number one overall pick in most fantasy drafts. I, yep. Ahead of Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry's going in the late first round. I mean, they put up, you know, the scrimmage yard stats are pretty similar. McCaffrey of the last three years, number one in scrimmage yards per game, and you can get him – Three times the odds of Derrick Henry. Sign me up for that one. I think McCaffrey should either be the favorite or second favorite. Maybe Jameis Winston could be the favorite. I could see a, an argument for him, but I think McCaffrey for that award is a really strong bet. Yeah, let's talk about Coach of the Year. I know you got to play on one of our local guys here, uh, even though he's a Jet. 
Uh, with Robert Sala, first uh, Arabic American, uh, you know, assistant coach, and now our coordinator, and now first Arabic American uh, uh, head coach there in in New York, Robert Sala from Dearborn Fortson here. Uh, I, yeah, a lot of people are starting to make plays on the Jets somehow. I mean, I don't I don't want to say you you guys are crazy, but are we really thinking the Jets can have that good of a year? Well, full disclosure, I am a Jets fan, so I might be a little bit of a homer, but I think the Jets have. <laughs> a slightly wider range of outcomes that, than a lot of teams at their level. I mean, you mentioned Robert Sala, second-year head coach, second-year quarterback in Zach Wilson, and, and he's being priced as if he's terrible, which he very well could be terrible. He was really bad in year one. But the Jets have made a lot of upgrades to pretty much every side of the ball, offensive line, defensive line, the secondary. The weapons are a lot better. The offense, I mean, it, outside of Zach Wilson, the offense looks like it could be pretty good next year. And the Jets right now are 7-1 to one to make the playoffs. They have the longest active playoff drought in the NFL in 11 years. If the Jets sniff the playoff the playoffs this year, Salah is going to have a really good chance to win that, sure. that award. I mean, the New York media is going to be all over that. So the fact that you can get, you know, four times the odds for Salah to win coach of the year than you are to get, get the Jets to win the playoffs. I thought there was some value in Jets to make the playoffs at 10, 11 to one, the extreme outcome. Those numbers are mostly gone, but I think Salah in the 30 to one range of coach of the year, I think that's still kind of bettable. By the way, full disclosure, I love Zach Wilson. I want him to be a Detroit Lions draft pick, and I know he had a terrible first year, but I think Zach Wilson's still got an upside. Let's hope things are better for him when it comes to the Jets. How about rookie of the year? you got a deep play, a valuable play on rookie of the year, don't you? Yeah, the rookie of the year market's really interesting this year because you don't have that one quarterback to take up a lot of the uh, equity at the top. Kenny Pickett, 5-1 to one, a lot of markets. But I've made a couple long shot bets, and today the, the last bet I made was Jalen Tolbert of the Cowboys, a rookie wide receiver, third-round pick of South Alabama. His odds are all over the board. I've seen 12 to 1, but the number I found today was 50 to 1. And if you can find that number, I think it's very bettable. There's a lot of buzz. He could be a day one starter for Dallas. That wide receiver depth chart's really weak right now. You have C.D. Lamb, but then a lot of question marks after him. Michael Gallup coming back, uh, returning from injury. Cedric Wilson and Amari uh, Cooper both gone. Tolbert could, he has a lot of opportunity to play early. If he can take advantage of that, he's got a chance to put up some pretty good numbers. And in a wide open field, I kind of like those odds. There's also a couple of running backs in the 30, 40 to 50 to one range that I think have a chance. Um, I had a bet on Damian Pierce right after the draft at 50 to one, the Texans rookie running back, just because there's an opportunity that he could be the best running back there. Obviously the Texans aren't going to be a very high powered offense, but you know, there's a lot of uncertainty at that position and Pierce could easily beat out a weak backfield with Marlon Mack and, and Rex Burkhead. Um, the other two guys I'm looking at are Rashad White of the Buccaneers um, Leonard Fournette showing up to a mini camp at 260 pounds. I was already on Rashad White a little bit before that, but uh, you know if, if if he can somehow get that job in a Tom Brady high-powered offense in Tampa Bay, you know he can put up a lot of numbers there. And the other guy in the same kind of vein is Isaiah Spiller of the uh, Chargers. If Austin Eckler goes down, Spiller can have a really big role, put up a lot of touchdowns in that offense. Eckler wasn't really that big of a touchdown scorer until last year. I think they drafted Spiller to kind of take some of those touches near the goal line. So I think Spiller's got a route to get to, you know, eight, 10 touchdowns. And if Eckler gets hurt, then you can have even more upside than that. So those are some of the early plays I've made uh, in the rookie of the year market. Yeah, you explained this perfectly, too. People, you gotta, whether it's a fantasy league or whether it's betting uh, you know, on, on futures, you got to understand there's going to be injuries. And, and you mentioned Spiller. Obviously, there could be injury situations. Fournette coming into camp, completely overweight. That's very important to look at because a lot of times, you know, you don't want to cheer for it, but players are going to go down and get a lot of value with the guy behind them on the depth chart. i uh, got a couple minutes left here, Mackenzie. Thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, but we, i got to talk some golf with you. Interesting field, obviously a weaker field as we get uh, you know post-open championship, getting ready for the FedEx Cup playoffs in a few weeks. Uh, but interesting ways to make some money here with some good outright value. And I know some good matchup value. I know you're looking at a few matchups coming up for uh, round number two later today. Yeah, a bunch of my outright bets are already kind of dead on this. So I have to go back into the head-to-head uh, -head market for round two. Uh, I made four plays uh, for round two. Uh, number one is Hank Lebiota over Adam Schenk. I thought, saw that at minus 120. Lebiota's played really well with this course. He had a couple back-to-back -to -back top 40s. In 2019, 2020, looked like he was going to do it again last year. And then he had to withdraw on the weekend, to, which really bothered a lot of DFS players. He was chalking uh, DraftKings that week. And then uh, him withdrawing was a big close <laughs> kill. But he gained right. nearly five strokes tee to green in, in round one, third in the field. Couldn't quite find his putter. When he's going, he could be one of the better putters on tour. I'm not a huge fan of Shank. I'd like him to in that matchup, land a little bit of juice. Scott Piercy over Scott Kaczewski, whose name I'll never be able to pronounce. Piercy, <laughs> six under. Tied for the lead after round one. I normally don't like guys taking guys tied for the lead, especially when they're not, you know, big name golfers. Like it's one thing if Rory McIlroy or, you know, somebody like that's tied for the lead. It's another one with Scott Piercy. But 
He's only laying minus 115 over Kachuski, who's not really been a strong PGA Tour player in his brief career. I, we saw how good Pierce he did in round one. I think minus 115 is a good price there. Tom Hoagie over Ricky Fowler. Hoagie, I think he's minus 138 uh, in that matchup. I think he's the better golfer, and I thought I really liked how he played in round one. He did have a really ugly four putt, but overall he led the field in strokes gained tee to green. Flipped the putter a little bit, and I think he can beat win that matchup. And the other one, Brendan Steele over Adam Hadwin. Steele's tee to green game has been phenomenal for a couple months now. He was fourth in the field in tee to green in round one, but his putter was atrocious. He was the second worst putter in the field in the first round. I think if he can do a little bit on the greens, I think that uh, he should be able to win that matchup over Hadwin tomorrow. Brilliant stuff there, McKenzie. I, by the way, had Shank, silly Shank when he went through, idiot. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to shuffle up a deal with you sometime, my man. Thanks so much uh, for coming on. See you next summer, if not sooner. Yes, let's do it. There's Mackenzie Kramer, ESPN Stats and Info. Great stuff by him. Dan Lee Schiffer, Scott Seinberg here on The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Nobody covered the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas like VEASAN. We are live here on the concourse of the Thomas & Mack Center. Vegas is the home base for the NBA in the summer. Special guests. Chris Mannis is nice enough to stop by the desk. Happy to be joined by Nino Hassan. How's Vegas treating you? Oh, Vegas is having its way with me. Yeah. Cover having its way with me. Yeah. Cover having its way with me. Yeah. Cover having its way with me. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.